0: Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. Alright, we are in Ephesians chapter 6, wrapping up our walk through the letters of Ephesians by Paul. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 is where I'll start reading from this morning. A final word. So remember, Paul has been talking to the church. He's been talking about how the Jews, the Gentiles, come together as one body, as the capital C church. And he says a final word to you. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. Stand your ground, put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times, and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Lord, this is your word, your sword. May it change us because of who you are today. In Jesus' name, amen. So when I began looking at this chapter, I really did not want to go with the obvious directions so so many times we take. And I know parents right now are thinking, BJ, you got to hit the children thing. Why didn't you hit the children thing? That children thing, that's pretty important. Like, you you ripped us apart about marriage last week, so can we talk about children? Well, we did a couple of weeks ago. Y'all remember that on Wednesday night. We actually had a pretty good discussion um, on, on Wednesday night. Um, which, by the way, Wednesday night, did you even get that video? See, and I even reposted it. Did y'all not see it reposted even later? This is the craziest technology. And sometimes I think it has to do with what the message is, and and that old devil don't want that message out there. Because I knew you guys probably wasn't, because I'm not seeing your names or, or the numbers pop on. Nobody was saying anything in comments. But on my screen, everything said live, everything said go. And so by the time Dorothy actually texts me and I was already into the message and she was like, are you okay? And, and so if you ever see this message, you'll see me kind of stumble because my brain is trying to think through what do I do? Like I'm already almost halfway through the message now. Do I stop? Do I not stop? Do I, you know, because there was the one time that I stopped and y'all were like, well, I was seeing you, but I wasn't, I wasn't seeing me on the screen either. So I went ahead with it and I thought I'll just repost it because it was there. It was in my page. It was all there even after the fact. So I just reposted, I tagged all of you in it, by the way. So who knows, Facebook ate it. I don't know. You know how socks disappear in the washing machine? Well, Facebook has a little storage unit somewhere that has things that we we may never know what's in there, I'm just telling you. So it's there, but it's not there. I don't know. But, you know, Wednesday nights, we do gather, we do talk about, and we've been going through the actual Ten Commandments, so we we actually touched on the, the children's and parents' relationship. And, you know, of course, we've also, and I've done this message where we focus on the armor of God, and, and we will briefly look at that in here, but I want to look at some things that maybe we don't always spend a lot of time. Verse number 10, you know, is the first thing that jumped at me, be strong in the Lord, and in His mighty power. Now, one thing you know about me, or hopefully you do by now, I am honest to a fault when I'm standing up here. I want you guys to know that I struggle just like you struggle. Um, That just because I have a title on my door doesn't make me immune to the world and to what the devil has in store for believers. So can I just share with you a minute? It's been one heck of a week for me. And I know you guys hear me say that, but it really has. You know, COVID cases are on the rise, which means I'm back into having to kind of keep up with things and what's going on and what's the latest recommendations and um, all of this stuff. And, you know, the stress was beginning to hit me because we all know that the possibility of more shutdowns is coming. You know, because toilet paper is gone again. Did you all know that? Yeah. I mean... Blew my whole Christmas shop into smithereens because I really was going to give everybody toilet paper and every, you know, why not? It's funny this year, but no, no, now it's all gone again, so I can't even give that for Christmas this year. Um, if you get super desperate for the right price, I can tell you I have my own personal stash because I started stashing before the elections. <laughs> I knew this was coming, so I do have a personal stash, and for a good tithe to the church, we might do not know. Do a deal out on the sidewalk. You know how this works. Jer- Jerry knows how this works. A little bit of okra and a little, yeah, we, we can, we can do some swapping, Jerry. You got any kind of fruits and vegetables. I got toilet paper. I'm just saying we can, we can do those deals. So the stress of all this COVID mess and, and, but let me tell you, there's hope people. And let me tell you, if we do it right, there's hope. If, if you've not seen this, please go home today and Google Australia and COVID. And I want you to see how it works. If we do it right, that country is back open. Like they had a sporting event with 53,000 people in it. It's back open because they've done things different. Um, so I've had all of that stress. We've all had that stress. We know. I know the strains. And and as a pastor, that that was burdening me this week because I know it's fixing to burden my people. And then on Wednesday, because again, it's just been one of those weeks. Wednesday, I met with my mentor Um in the ordination process, I, I should by summer be ordained. I'm in my last classes praise the Lord um, and I have to meet with my mentor and uh, some of you may have know her story from Facebook, but Pastor Linda has been battling cancer for a couple years, and she she's out of options like medicines ain't working um So they know they've given her a year or less. And so as we're meeting, she's talking about her Thanksgiving plan with her kids and and how they're trying to figure it out because they know this is Mama's last Thanksgiving. Um, And then as we're talking about me and ordination and hoping that happens in June and, you know, it may look crazy and it's kind of unspoken that she might not be there for it. And that broke me this week. (laughs) Because this lady has has always stood behind me with, with my walk in ministry. And so that was a reality check. This week really stunk, I'm telling you. But then I get the phone call. I'm looking at Thomas. Friday, Saturday, when did this happen? I don't even remember now. Um... It was Friday. Me and Brittany were gone. That's, yeah. It was Friday that I had a family member pass away, just a, a freak kind of, he fell, brain concussion kind of stuff that they couldn't stop the bleed. And um, so he passed away. I, I probably am not going to be able to go to that funeral because it's a funeral and it's in the middle of all of this mess. Um, and then some of you know my, my niece Casey and Nathan that have been here before, you know, with us, and, and, well, live here now, actually. Nathan's in kindergarten here now. Nathan's grandfather passed away from COVID on Friday. Yeah, yeah, Friday. Um, So it's just been one thing after another this week. So yeah, you know, some of you saw a post I did this week uh, where I put up the scripture that we never give up and it encouraged so many people. And man, the response even on TikTok I got with that one encouraged so many people. But honestly, preaching to myself this week, been one of those weeks that I had to remind the pastor, (laughs) we don't give up because we have this great hope. And so verse 10 really hit me strong this week. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You know, it's a reminder to me and hopefully to you today that our strength, our power, it's not from myself. It's not because I know something that you don't know and therefore I just handle it different. No, what I do know is I know Jesus Christ. I'm not just pulling myself up by my bootstraps. Is that even physically possible, by the way? (laughs) I want to do a science check on that phrase. (laughs) Can you pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Um, I don't think it works. And maybe that's the point, too. It doesn't work. When we try to barrel through whatever burden we carried in here this morning, whatever you've been fighting with. But it, it... Paul went on to say, you know, why are we to be strong? Because it's easy to tell somebody, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. But he said, "I, I need you to be strong. Why? To stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Can we talk about a little bit of spiritual warfare this morning so that you understand what's really happening in your life? You have an enemy. Very real. Maybe we don't see him with our physical eyes, but you have an enemy. And every single day he comes at us. I mean, every, this week was one of those weeks that it's truly felt like every time I got a text, every time I got a call, it was like, so Shelly, when you, this morning, when you said, I don't know if I should tell you this, I was like... (sighs) I was thinking, go ahead, Shelly. Just, I got room for one more thing. Let's do this. And then it was just a fun thing about cooking and it was no big deal, you know. But I know, Shelly, I, you know, probably saw my face just sort of go, okay, I can do this. I can, I can, I can handle one more thing today. Okay. And that's what I was thinking, Shelly, when you said that. I don't know if I should tell you this. And I was like, then don't. <laughs> I was thinking not till after I preach today. I, you know, let me get through the message. Because we have an enemy that comes at us every single day. He can't take away your faith, by the way. Let me, let me give you the boundaries. Because so many times we give him way more power than he has. He can't take your faith away. He can't take your salvation away. But he can wear you down. anybody watch the football game yesterday? Hmm. One more thing in my basket this week. You know, I just needed a little joy yesterday. Come on, Lord, let's do this. Yeah. And instead, when Paula's texting me, she's like, "How are you liking these refs?" I'm like, "I have a headache. I have screamed so much today. All right, I'm just." But if you didn't watch the game, Arkansas. Bless their hearts, they came in already with cards stacked against them. We were missing our whole front, you know, um starters in defense because of COVID reasons, you know, whether they were tested positive or quarantined and whatever. We were missing our whole first string of defense yesterday, playing our, our second string. So that was already a problem. Then it didn't help that you had some referees. And I don't usually fuss about referees, but come on, i just got to be real with you. Something's up. Something's up. There's a strategy against Arkansas, I'm just telling you. So we, ha- we had this problem with our defense yesterday. Well, then they were, began to talk about, and and the game was close, 27-24, I believe was the, the end score, Louisiana beat us. 27-24, yet Louisiana had probably more than double the time that we did on the field for their offense. In other words, in in one aspect, I thought it took you twice as long to put as many points up as we did. Think about that for a minute. I mean, like, they, they did play after play after play after play after play to get their points, and good old Felipe came out there, threw a couple of passes, and boom, we'd have a touchdown. But there was a different strategy. They knew we were missing those defensive players, and they knew there wasn't a whole lot behind that second string. I mean, we were on the last leg of our defense. So the longer they could keep them on the field the more it wore them out. And by the end, you could begin to tell our defense was so tired. They fought. They were tired. That was the strategy. Keep that defense on the field and wear them out. Church, you have an enemy who knows your weakness. He knows exactly where you're playing second string today, and there's not a whole lot behind it. And he knows how to keep wearing you out. And he does it every day, day after day after day. Sometimes he hounds on the same thing over and over. And then sometimes he says, hey, BJ, I'm going to add so much in your basket this week. You can't carry it. Because he has a strategy. Again, he can't take salvation away, but... Have you ever known somebody that gets so tired that they can lay it down and walk away? Why? Because we begin to doubt. God, where were you? What are you doing, Lord? Are you hearing me, God? Because I don't think this prayer thing's working, obviously. And the strategy is to wear us out. Then we make that choice to walk away. So when um, people attack you, when politics enrage you, when you feel like you can't take one more day of COVID 19, that's the enemy's strategy. Because now you're upset and, and you have no filter and you lose your cool and you most of the time lose your cool at the wrong people. Oh, poor Brittany, she about had a meltdown on the whole strings last night. And I was like, whoa, 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 we got this, we got, we just had to regroup, watch some YouTube videos. We got this, you know? And then she said after we're done, because it really wasn't as hard as, it was just new. It was just new. And she said, but I probably picked the very wrong time to do it because she had already been cleaning her room out and it was late and now already bedtime and we're already, you don't do something new right before you go to bed. We know that's a no-no, right? So we know the enemy is working Hard, twice as hard as you are, by the way, with his strategy to wear you out. And so Paul reminds us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Why? So you can stand against the strategy of your enemy. Now, don't worry. God's got a strategy, too. Again, I don't want to give so much power to this enemy that we forget we have way more power kind of like Arkansas yesterday if we could have kept that offense on the field long enough we got Felipe Franks we got some power we got an arm on us this year we just couldn't keep him out there couldn't make it happen yesterday God has a strategy so that you can do battle remember Brittany was singing this is how I fight my battles Here's your strategy. And I'm not going to spend a lot of in-depth, you know, I've done that before where we talked about the uh, visual representation that Paul gives. You know, he uses the, the suit of armor as he talks about these things. And, and I got to thinking, why would he want to do that? Probably because he's sitting in chains right now, by the way. Remember, he's in house arrest. So he's probably sitting in a room chained to a Roman guard 24-7. He has nothing to look at but that suit of armor. And I know as a pastor, it's the things I see around me that begin to spark ideas of what sermons look like. How, how can I make this a visual for people to understand? So that's what Paul did. But I don't want to talk about that actual armor. Let's talk about what it represents, truth. Here's God's strategy for you. Truth, the truth of the gospel that reflects the transformation in us. You are not the same person you used to be. You have an enemy that will try to tell you you are or try to tell you that, that you're just going to revert back to your old ways. But the truth tells me you have been set free and that you are a new creation in Christ, brand new. So infused with that, that love and honesty of what God has done, the truth is wrapped around you. Righteousness. What is the righteousness God gives us? It's that visible integrity, our social justice, how we treat people is the righteousness of God. So when we're not treating people well, when we've let the, the devil beat us down and we began to lose that filter, when we began to unload on people, the righteousness of God is not enveloping us because our integrity is at stake but it's not really our integrity is it it's god's because we're out here telling people we're christian i hope we're reflecting that otherwise they're getting the wrong view of god not just us Good news of peace. When you put on those shoes of good news of peace, what does that mean? Number one, shoes, be ready to tell, be ready to share, but then don't forget the peace part. Don't forget to love your brothers and sisters in Christ. We've been talking about this for weeks because of the election stuff, that we have different views and different opinions, but we are the same in Christ. Just like the Jews and the Gentiles. Faith. What is our faith? It's our fidelity to God. When I I am professing my faith, I'm saying that, God, I serve you and no other. We've been talking about the Ten Commandments. What did we say? God says, you shall have no other gods before me. My faith says, I am fully devoted to you, God. And you know what? When we're being attacked by the enemy, sometimes we have to say that out loud. Like literally when I write in my journal the first statement most mornings, you are a good, good father, and I am loved by you. Because I need to remind myself before I even start my day, I need to remind myself sometimes. Because sometimes I feel like I messed up yesterday. Sometimes I feel like I let somebody down. Sometimes I feel like I'm not enough. But I am loved by God no matter what. And we have to remind ourselves. What about salvation, the helmet of salvation? Have you ever thought about why is that the helmet? Because you would think, why don't we cover our heart with salvation? Because sometimes when you're in the middle of the battle, you need to just know what you know. Because what you feel isn't real. And I need to know and live in that assurance that my identity is now rooted in Jesus Christ. I am who he says I am not what the world is telling me not what the devil's whispering about my past oh i know what you've done yes you do but it's forgiven and god forgot that the moment he forgave me see that's salvation that i need to know i need to know this in my head so that i know how to answer the enemy when he's coming at me and then finally the word of god that is is the sword it's it's the sword of The spirit, I want you to listen to this. Oh, I've never, (laughs) I've never had this ring in my ear like it did when I was studying this. The word of God is the spirit's weapon, it said. Not ours. You see, too many times we try to use the word of God to beat people over the head with our thoughts. To justify us. But that's not what Paul told me. He said, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That means I have to be completely in tune with the spirit to know how to use that sword. Because sometimes, and we can mean good, but it comes off wrong when we try to beat people over the head with this book. And it becomes a weapon that turns people away instead of turning them to Jesus. It's only when we're listening to the spirit, it becomes truth in love. And that's so important for us to know. So that's the armor. But then Paul says this. He says, I want you to pray in the spirit at all times. And on every occasion, stay alert, be persistent in your prayers. And for all believers everywhere, prayer is important. We, wanna, we want this church to make it through this pandemic. You better be praying. One thing that I learned in my webinar this week is uh, one of the pastors shared, he said, man, we're so busy trying to figure it out. We're so busy trying to work through right now, like what this week looks like in the church. He said, honestly, I've started looking forward. And he said, I have to accept the fact that church is going to look different when we get through this. And he honestly was talking about, he knows there will be people not coming back. There will be people that it got too easy to not be in church, right? And he honestly was talking about some of his most faithful saints because he said, I feel like they're developing habits that it's just too easy. You know, it's raining today. I can just watch online. My bones hurt today, so I'm just going to watch online. You know, I mean, that, he was being honest. And that is a truth that there will. So I need you to pray with me. And it may look different when we come back. But God ain't done with us. Alvin was so right this morning. He asked me, he said, you are keeping those pews in the, the in the fellowship hall. And I was like, What no, you no, we're getting rid of the pews. You know, I I I thought he was like, you gotta keep some pews, but no, he was like, No, we're gonna need that room because we're gonna keep growing. See, I need you to pray with me and believe that with me that God is not done. So pray in the spirit. Paul says, here we go again, in the spirit. Again, we have to learn to hear the Spirit speak to us about our prayers, even. To feel that nudge of what we're praying about, who we're praying about. See, I think sometimes we we come in, I heard that song, come in like a wrecking ball. That is not a song for church. (laughs) But we come in like that sometimes because we have our prayer list. We have what we need to talk to God about. we got to learn to have a moment of pause to hear what God wants us to pray about. You know, Thomas and I, after David and Susan left, um, we were out here in the parking lot one night after teen class, and we had opened our car door, and Thomas looks at me, and I look at him, and he's like, do you smell that? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Why do I smell that? He's like, I don't know. Our car smelt like it had 50 pepperoni pizzas stuffed in it. I mean, the most delicious smell you... And, and we verified this because we stepped away because our kids were even smelling it. You know, we're like... Because Brittany's like, why why does it smell like pizza in here? Are we having pizza? No, we don't got no pizza. I haven't even had pizza in this car for weeks, you know. We had some of the teens come over and we didn't tell them what we, we were thinking. We just said, go smell my car and tell me what you think. Well, they didn't trust us at first. That's natural. We've put teens through some bad things. But... They stepped up, and immediately they were like, pizza? And then they were looking like, where's the pizza? And I'm like, I don't know. But at that moment, all we could think was David and Susan, they had just moved to Kentucky. We know David loves pizza. In fact, that was the first thing when he called us from Kentucky. He's like, I can get it delivered to my house. Like, this is the best thing God has ever done for me, you know. (laughs) So we just stopped, and we just prayed for them. Didn't know why, didn't know anything. We shared it with them later. They didn't know why. And when that happens, I don't want you to think, wow, that was just weird and I was probably stupid. No, because you know what? There are spiritual battles happening that we know nothing about. I truly believe we're going to get to heaven someday and we're going to see things that we didn't see on this side that we're going to be like, wow. There is a spiritual battle. So when you feel a nudge from that spirit, this is why Paul says pray in the spirit. When you feel that nudge to pray for somebody, do it. Even if it's simply, God, I I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what's happening in their life right now, but God, could, could you just put your angels with them? Could you just, could you just cover them with your spirit? Could you give them wisdom for whatever they're, they're facing today? Can you just, can you just cover them while they're traveling? Whatever, whatever comes to your heart and your mind, uh, you pray. When you wake up at night, in the middle of the night, and you're like, "Why am I wide awake?" Use that moment to say, "Spirit, what, what would you like to talk about? What can we pray about tonight?" Because nothing puts you back to sleep faster than prayer. I'm, I'm just telling you, <laughs> the enemy don't want you sleeping. So I, I swear this always works for me. As soon as I start praying, my eyes get heavy. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just telling you, pray in the spirit. When at all times. You see, prayer is not just a certain time. Not on Sunday and maybe when me and Diane get together, make sure we have all the... prayer. No, prayer is all the time. 24-7, 365. It's okay to set aside specific times of prayer. That's important. But be open that at any moment the Spirit nudges you to pray, you pray. So when we're flipping through Facebook and you see somebody, hey, I need prayer requests... Really pray. Please don't just post and say, got it, thumbs up, prayers up, whatever. Even if it's just that little 20-second, Lord, could you just cover them in what they need right now? Say a prayer. Go down the highway. Pray. But I like this. I mean, maybe, maybe this is what Paul was thinking. Stay alert while you're on the highway, by the way. <laughs> Stay alert. Be persistent. That's important. Because I think too often it's easy for us to lose focus. We get caught up in all of that stuff. Remember, the devil has a strategy. And we can get so caught up in his strategy, we forget God's strategy. To just pray about it all. I mean, you know, Kathy, we've we've been praying over this whole nursing home thing. And thank you, Kathy. You have been, I know, the spearhead for not just our church. For this community, and and we thank you for that. You you've listened to the spirit, you've seen a need, and you have done that. And we so appreciate you for that. And I know she's gonna she'll she'll not like me later for bringing this up and making it public. Kathy doesn't do public, but I'm just telling you, you're part of that angel army because you've enabled so many. But see, you have to be listening. You have to be alert in those moments, to know when God wants to nudge us. Be persistent. There's going to be times that you need to pray and pray and pray. Be persistent. Don't give up. And when I have those moments of prayer, sometimes God makes me pray until whatever the problem is, I have prayed through till I've seen it to the end. But then there have been times when God has released me from something that I have been persistent in prayer, and he says, Okay, I've got this. Like, you know, you don't have to be that kid, mom, 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 you know. There's times God will release us and say, I hear your prayer. He'll he'll acknowledge to you, I've heard that prayer. And you'll feel that release. But be persistent in what God lays on your heart to pray. And then he says, Paul says, by the way, for all believers. Because remember, he's trying to pull the Jews and the Gentiles together. Sometimes we get stuck as Christians. We pray a lot for our friends and our family. But we forget to pray for others. We forget to pray for those that are not like me, that maybe look a little different. Maybe they're sitting in one of those other churches this morning. They're still our brothers and sisters in Christ. So pray for all believers. Praying for others actually can be a blessing to you. Because in that moment, it releases the anxiety off of me for what I've been focused on on me all week long. For one second, my eyes are lifted to God instead of here. And you will feel that release. It becomes a blessing to you. Now, this last part is... Kind of important to me. Because Paul said to them, could you pray for me too? And as a pastor, I'm asking church, can you pray for me this week? And the weeks to come? Because sometimes it's hard, but I want you to look at what Paul is asking for because this is what I'm asking. Cause remember, he's still in chains, literally chained up, house arrest, with a guard, can't go anywhere, in chains. And he didn't ask him, can you pray that, man, the, the legal proceedings get pushed through and I get out of this? Could, could, could you just pray that maybe I could have a little comfort? Because like, my guard, he's kind of cranky all the time and maybe you could just pray that I get a new guard or, you know, he doesn't pray for his own comfort of things. He didn't ask for those kind of things. What did he say? Could you pray that I have the right words? Each week, could you pray for me that God gives me the right message for you to hear? And Paul said, not only give me the right words, he said, I want to be bold about what I'm doing. So he was literally asking, can you just pray for God to give me the right words so that who is he witnessing to? He's in prison. He's he's even if it's house arrest, like who he's witnessing to his guards. He's witnessing to the Roman government. And if you'll remember, Paul even insisted he wanted to go before Caesar. Do you remember this? Like, he he could have been let loose. He was a, a Roman, considered a Roman citizen. And, like, they were like, oh, no, no, like, you're free. He's like, no, I need to go. So he almost put himself in those chains because he knew God had a purpose right where he was at, in the middle of the mess. And he wasn't asking, take me out of the mess. He said, pray that I have the right words. Pray that I do it boldly. And he wanted this boldness so that as he wrote these letters to the church, let me be bold and let me tell the church what they need to hear, but let me also be bold in sharing the gospel with whoever will listen to me. Church, will you pray for me like that? That I have the right words, that I have a boldness. And of all days, I forgot my bracelet that I wear every day this morning as I walked out of the house. It says fearless. That's my reminder. I'm not fearless because I am some kind of superhero. I'm fearless because God is with me. And that is the scripture that it has on the inside of my bracelet. And I wear it as a reminder so that I can be bold, that I can do the things that I don't feel like doing today, but I'm going to go do it. I can do the things that I feel like I'm tired today, but Lord, through your strength, let's go have this conversation. We can do this. So Paul reminds us as we close, be strong, put on your armor, and pray. Why? This is so important. Verse 13, he said, so that after the battle, so we're going through a battle. Just just get used to it. Like COVID 19, that's part of the battle right now. We're in a battle. But he says, after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. So, whenever COVID 19's over, whenever whatever battle, because you know what? Life is still happening. Test results are still coming back, not what we wanted to hear. Loved ones are still struggling with salvation. Life is still a battle. But use God's strategy so that after that battle, you're still standing firm. And I don't know, go home and read because if you will reread this chapter, you'll realize that yes, we have to do some of this stuff, but it's mostly a mind battle for you and I. It's God that does all the heavy lifting. But you have an enemy that's, coming at you every single day. So church, I don't know all your battles this week. I know some of them. But God says, let me hold you up right now. Be strong in his mighty power. You came in here needing a breath of fresh air this morning. Take that in your lungs as you leave this place today. His power will sustain you this week. Maybe you need to re-examine your armor because if, if you notice in there, it said in verse 13, put on every piece of the armor. You see, sometimes we kind of pick and choose, and yeah, I kind of like that truth thing, but man, that righteousness thing, I don't know about that, you know. Paul says put on every piece of armor. So maybe you need to re-examine that. Maybe you need to say, well, Lord, you know, I don't think I've had every piece on it. Maybe that's the problem. I've left some places open for this enemy to attack me now. Church, right now, while you're tired and you're overwhelmed, stay alert and be persistent this week. Man, on those days that you think, I can't even do one more thing, you can still sit there with your feet kicked up in a recliner and you can still pray. Hmm. Except my new recliner, Tommy's got me. It puts me to sleep so nicely. It's a problem. I told him it's become a problem. I know we don't have altars, so, you know, I put the prayer jar at the back. I, I, I didn't know if I wanted it up front. I don't know, but maybe this is what we're going to start doing. Thomas, will you point to the prayer jar? Um, you've seen this before. So maybe we don't have altars right now, but you know what? You have paper. I want you any, every week this jar will be available that you can drop in your prayer requests and just drop them in there. And this is not something I want to read, by the way. These are not papers that I'm going to take out and read and add to the prayer list, so don't do that. This is just you and God. This is something, and I don't care if you even crinkle it up in a ball so you're like, I don't want nobody to see this. I still want you to make a physical effort of, God, I'm reaching out to you this week and drop it in there. Those of you at home, type in the comments. You don't have to share your specifics. Just give me uh, the prayer hands or, or the word prayer in the comments that just says, man, I've got a need. Could you just pray? For me. Because I want us to stay alert and be persistent. Just because our gathering looks different, God's strategy has never changed. Stand with me this morning, church. Oh, I know we're tired. I know we're tired. I know we're tired of just... And I know the holidays are going to make it feel twice as hard because you know what? That enemy strategy, he's working twice as hard as we are. But God's strategy says, do this and you're going to still be standing when it's all over. Dear Heavenly Father, we come. Thank you for your word. Thank you that for me, just myself this week, God, it was exactly what I needed to hear. And God, I thank you that it was fresh in a way that I've never looked at it before. God, I pray for your word right now to go and be alive and active in every person here. I know the way that you form this message, Lord, there are different messages to be heard. Somebody just needed to hear that you have strength available to us when we feel like we're running on empty. Someone heard the message, Lord, that there's an armor to put on. Maybe I need to look more at that. And then some of us in here, Lord... We just need to be persistent and alert with our prayers. 24-7, 365. May we learn to tune in to your Holy Spirit. Because God, it's it's through those prayers of your people that I believe we will see change. And God, uh, as I heard that other pastor this week, and he said we're going to look different at the end of this battle. Yes, we are. But God, I'm going to praise you that it's going to be a good thing. That <laughs> God, I'm going to cling to the hope that you have a good future for this this church. 110 years young, and we're just getting started. But God, we've got to be open to your heart, to your spirit. And may your people do that today. God, would you just breathe fresh air in here today and over over the internet, Lord? We need hope. And I know as the holidays look different, may we be, So sensitive to see the good things happening around us. The different memories, the new memories, the memories, Lord, whatever they look like. Will you be with our families this week, the ones that are are gathering? And and Lord, the the ones that they can't gather. And and, and I know every family sitting here, it's different. But you're the same God, one God, one faith that's in all of us. And may your spirit be amongst every family this week as we give thanks, Lord. Even in a time where we feel like there's nothing to be thankful for, we have plenty. Hmm. And may we remember that this week, whatever that looks like. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your people gathered here today. Will you go with us as we leave this place so that we can be a blessing to others? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, church family, I love you. I hope to see you. I will still try to do, how about a Tuesday night instead of a Wednesday this week? Um, Because I'm still doing turkey and all those kind of things. So I will try to have it posted up on Tuesday night instead of Wednesday night for our Bible study this week. Have a blessed day and go be a blessing to others. I love you. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.